Welcome to the Equine Veterinary Education Podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Equine Veterinary Education Podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Halliwell, and today we will be joined by Dr. Selene Lacour to discuss her paper, Multiple Extrapulmonary Disorders Associated with Rhodococcus Equine Infection in a Two-Month-Old Foal. Hello, Selene. How are you? Hello, Lizzie. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So, Rhodococcus equi is a bacteria, as we know, that's present endemically within the soil in many regions, both within Europe and the United States. Can you explain how the foal initially presented and what the differences were from a classical presentation of Rhodococcus equi? Sure. So the foal was a two-month-old filly. She was presented to the hospital after um, being seen by the, the vet on the farm. Um, she had a suspected intra-abdominal abscess based on the ultrasound he did on the farm um, and fever. So that was the clinical sign he was referred for. Um, upon presentation, we noticed that the filly had bilateral uveitis, polysynovitis involving both hawks, um, cycles, and the fetlock. Um, she wasn't coughing, she wasn't pyrexic at the time of presentation. Uh, we then performed ultrasound of both the lungs and the abdomen. Um, the lungs ultrasound didn't show any consolidation consistent with thoracic abscesses, but we had a lot of pleural irregularities. And the abdominal ultrasound revealed indeed an intra-abdominal abscess, abscess of 12 centimeters by 8 centimeters. Um, so the difference from a classical presentation of uh, Rhodococcus equi infection in a foal was mostly the, um, the, the respiratory part. Uh, usually you have a foal with fever, coughing, and then you perform ultrasound and you have this um, very specific abscesses on the lens, on the, the lung surface, and that was not the case with this foal. Okay, um, and during hospitalization, what other clinical signs did you observe? And how likely do you think it was that they were all associated with the Rhodococcus equi? And how did you know they weren't unrelated? So this case was very interesting because she developed a lot of extrapulmonary um, disorders. Whether whether or not it's related to Rhodococcus equi was really hard for us to say. But she developed during the the hospitalization diarrhea uh, that lasted for 48 hours. Um, we ran a couple of analysts on the, the, the feces. Um, everything came back negative for infectious agents. So it's really hard to say if it was mostly due to the disease or to the antimicrobial therapy that we started her on. Um, she also developed um, hemolytic anemia. So we ran um, CBC every morning on this field. And we saw um, the hematocrit and the red blood cell count decreasing day after day. So we finally ran a Coombs test that came back positive, which is a sign of immune-mediated um, um, process. Um, and she kept being pyrexic. Um, so this hypertonia can be due to the infection. Uh, it was not always responsive, responsive to the um the NSH that we gave her at time of when she was um pyrexic. 
um, it can also be due to the antimicrobial as well, um, since we know that sometimes with the microlid they can't sweat anymore. Uh, so it's really hard to say for us uh, whether it's related or not to the infection, but she developed a whole um, sort of um, disorders. Yes, and um, with the presumed immune-mediated hemolytic anemia, you tried to treat that with corticosteroids, um, didn't you? But it didn't really respond. Can you try and explain that if you can? Yeah, it was a complicated case. Um, we really hesitated a lot um, to start the full-on steroids given the infection. When we started the steroids, we did not give her a real immunosuppressive dosage. We gave her 0.05 mg per kg. Um, so it may not have been enough for the human-mediated um, anemia, but we were really worried about the concomitant infection that she was dealing with. Um, so that can be a beginning of answer of um, why you didn't really respond to the steroids. Um, and in the end, we saw that the anemia kind of dissolved at the same time than the hypotonia around day 10. So probably when the treatment was starting to be effective and not um, thanks to the, the steroids. Yes, and then so the foal was eventually discharged and then readmitted to the hospital 12 days later um, with acute respiratory distress syndrome. Can you give us an idea why you think this developed? Because it looked like from your report that there were minimal changes on the thoracic ultrasound. Yeah, the, the, the thoracic ultrasound basically was kind of the same uh, on initial presentation and when she was hospitalized again. Um, so pulmonary inflammation was there. We saw that the, the filly had uh, many, many crawl irregularities, which is sometimes normal in some folds, but she had a lot, which was abnormal. Um, and then we had the answer on necropsy because she had really heavy and firm lungs, diffusely red and filled with inflammatory cells. Um, so she definitely had a marked pneumonia. And uh, despite the, the lack of um, lung abscesses seen on ultrasound, she had this pneumonia that um, apparently led to the, the distress syndrome. I mean, the, the respiratory aspect of this case is really, really interesting and sounds very unusual. Um, I know that the findings on the initial track wash showed that the bacteria was sensitive to multiple antibiotics, um, but ultimately, obviously, the infection didn't resolve and the foal was euthanized. Um, can you try and explain what you think might have contributed to the lack of response when the bacteria in the first instance seemed sensitive to the antimicrobials? Yeah. I think since the beginning, the, the prognosis was very poor, unfortunately, for this really. Um, we know that abdominal abscesses uh, are of very poor prognosis, um, and it's very rare to be able to really get rid of it and treat it, um, whether it's due to our equine infection or to any other bacteria, such as strongholds um, or anything else. And this filly had multiple, multiple uh, EPDs, which is the witness of a very kind of aggressive infection. Um, it caused damages to several organs, and it was probably kind of chronic, given the size of the abscess upon presentation, and given the clinical examination um, on initial presentation. 
So we can we can think that since the beginning, um, it was a really really challenging case, um, and the treatment was probably started too late for this tool. Yes, and I mean, are there any other therapies available that you might have tried in this instance? I know the filia already went underwent a lot of intense medical therapy, but was was there anything? Is there anything else on the horizon that that might have been an option? It's kind of hard to to know. We really tried everything for this field. Um, so she was obviously on keratomycin and recomputing, which is um, a, a, a proven effective treatment for this infection. Um, we also tried when she came back with the respiratory distress syndrome. Uh, we tried nebulizations uh, with silver and with gentamicin. Uh, she had steroids. She had oxygen. Um, she had a lot of things. We also tried gallium since um, the paper was written with Dr. Slovis and he used that a lot on different folds with airway infection with success. Um, the gallium was um, has been studied as an alternative treatment for airway infection on subclinical pneumonia um, and it was proven to be um, not inferior um, to the association claritromycin and rifampicin. Um, so we really tried a lot and we gave everything we could for this healing, but um, unfortunately it didn't work at all. So I'm not sure if there were uh, any other therapies that could have helped her more than, than we, we tried. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as you say, it sounds like it was a very poor prognosis from the start and it was probably surprising that she you know, was well enough to be able to be discharged even once. Um, so can you give me a take-home message for any vets going out to examine cases of suspected RXY infection in the field? Yeah, I think the main take-home message um, to all the vets on farm will be when you have a fall um, with this age and presenting presented with either fever, diarrhea or showing uveitis or any sign that could be related to RXY and not only coughing, and not only respiratory signs, um, I think a, a, a complete examination and especially ultrasound um, of both abdomen and um, the, the lungs is really something that we should do um, to make sure that we can detect these cases really early. Because in, in this case, if you never presented with um, coughing initially and she never developed um, abscesses, even during the necropsy, they didn't see any pure granulomas into the lungs. So this was a really different case of airway infection. Um, so a complete examination of a fall between, I will say, one month old and six months old is very important to rule out any chance that um, they have different and very rare airway infection that then will be treated maybe too late um, before they develop any. EPDs that could not be resolved. Well, thank you, Selene, for your discussion of a very interesting case and an interesting paper. And thank you all for listening. Join us next time. Thank you for listening to this Equine Veterinary Education podcast. More on the subjects discussed in this podcast can be found online at wileyonlinelibrary.com forward slash journal forward slash e